Hola! Welcome to another episode of Viva La Festiva. I'm your host, Jacob, and if you're new here, bienvenidos. On this podcast, I'd like to learn about festivals that occur in the U.S. and occasionally in other parts of the world. Right now, I'm at Indiana Comic-Con, and it is bustling. Comic-Con, con stands for convention. Do you think that counts as a festival? I've been back and forth on that, but I hopefully do consider it a festival because I'm wanting to attend CryptidCon, which is occurring in Kentucky, but I was like, man, is a convention a festival? Like, I don't know. But anyone, everyone, the end is near. Yes. <laughs> because I think there's only a few episodes left of Viva La Festiva. Then it'll be my birthday, and then I'll see you next year. For now, let's just focus on the present. And presently, we're going to talk about a festival that is about something pretty important to the world around us. We're talking about the critters that are below the ground we walk on and above the trees we stand under. Bugs. <laughs> yeah, I have tons of friends that are really excited about this episode, and I hope you don't hope I don't disappoint them. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode about Bugfest in Raleigh, North Carolina. Probecho. Set to take place on September 16, 2023, the North Carolina Museum of Natural Sciences Bugfest is one of the country's biggest festivals to occur in honor of arthropods. At the moment of me writing this episode, there isn't a lot of information on Bugfest 2023, and that's because I'm writing this episode in May, so I'm sure they don't have all those ducks in a row this early. However, on the NCMNS website, you can search Bugfest, and you can get a lot of information on past events, such as the biggest one, Critter Cookoff. We'll definitely have to hear about that from our guest. Going back to the North Carolina Museum of Natural Science, this place looks amazing. According to the floor map, there are two buildings, the Nature Research Center and the Nature Exploration Center, each having four floors of unique exhibits covering everything from microscale biology to space oddities. And of course, in there you'll see the Arthropod Zoo. I'm not sure if Bugfest occurs exclusively in the Arthropod Zoo, but I would doubt it based on the amount of vendors, programs, and interactions that our guest mentions. So that being said, I got to speak with Carrie Woke from the museum, and her and I probably had about an extra 30 minutes before our interview, where we were totally geeking out about bugs, more specifically about eating bugs. And that evolved into eating lower on the trophic level, then I'm pretty sure we just started talking about ethics and the food industry and the relationship between the two. And I'm actually bursting at the seams trying to hold myself back from going on a rant about that, because that is something I really can get into talking about. Anyways, after we realized how much time had passed, we decided to actually talk about the festival. All right. Hello, Carrie. Thank you for taking the time to speak with me on the podcast about Bugfest. Yeah, it's great to be here. I love talking about Bugfest. <laughs> so first off, how long have you been with the North Carolina Museum of Natural Science? Yeah, so I have been at the museum for 15 years, mm. but because we're talking about Bugfest, I did actually volunteer at Bugfest for two years before I became a full-time permanent employee. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. And so, so my history with Bugfest is longer than my history right. <laughs> working at the museum. Yeah. So when did the Bugfest start? Yeah, so Bugfest started in 1996. So it is 27 years old this year. Nice. So yeah. it, it looks like there's a lot of collaboration when it comes to who becomes a part of Bugfest. 
Uh, can you tell me when do you start planning and putting things together before the start of the festival? Oh, absolutely. We Bergfest is a big event. And so we actually start planning about a year out. Oh. Um, you know, we do the the real heavy duty planning um, in the summertime, but I'm getting my permits and everything like that together about a year out. Wow. And does it always occur at the same time of the year? It does. It's always the third Saturday in September. So that makes it easy to remember. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, when some festivals, they have to change uh, because of one reason or another, sometimes it's easier to just remember the third weekend of the of the year or the month, rather. <laughs> absolutely. Now, we have had a couple hurricanes in the mm. past 27 years that have thrown a wrench in it. So we've had to have rain dates. Um, but typically that doesn't happen. <laughs> Thank goodness. So of course this festival is about bugs, but there's also a theme that goes deeper into bugs, correct? Yeah. So every year, so our, so just to kind of back up a little bit. So bug mm -hmm. fest is, um, a celebration of arthropods. So arthropods are the animals that are crunchy on the outside. <laughs> um, and so insects of course, is what most people think of when they're thinking of bugs, but also within arthropoda is spiders, crustaceans, myriapods, like the centipedes and millipedes. So all those animals with exoskeletons. Oh, you said um, are considered bugs. So yes. Oh. So we have bug fest. We celebrate all those guys, but then we also each year select a theme arthropod. So this year, um, 2023 is going to be spiders, mm -hmm. which is very exciting. There's a lot to talk about spiders. They're an incredibly fun taxa. Um, so, but yeah, so we will be having representation from most um, taxas um, within Arthropoda, but then we will really do a real focus on spiders, like our t-shirt and our poster will have spiders um, and we'll do some extra content that's spider related. Oh, so what themes have been the topic of Bugfest in the past? Oh yeah, so we've really explored um, <laughs> Arthropoda. So we've had, um, Let's see. My favorite was two years ago was flies. I do love the flies, huh. um, but we've had bees, um, you know, so we so a lot of times we do order. So we've had orthoptera, which is um, uh, like crickets and praying mantises. Um, we've had um, hymenoptera, which is like the bees and wasps and hornets. Lepidoptera, which is butterflies and moths, mm -hmm. um, ants, which is also hymenoptera, but we, but since they're so different from the bees, wasps, and, and hornets, we've oh. <laughs> they got their they got their own year. Yeah, we've done um, scorpions, beetles, cicadas, stink bugs, crayfish, um, and last year we did focus on myriapods. We had a non-insect, so we did the centipedes and the millipedes. Oh man, that's so cool. <laughs> it's pretty fun. Yeah. As, the, as the event, like, as the event planner, we love, I love the theme because it gives me a way to focus my creative energy. Um, and I love picking the. Now that's a lot of bugs. <laughs> Hopefully you're not getting too creeped out. Surely you can tell Carrie is loving every theme of Bugfest, but there's one bug she's especially a fan of. Um, you know, everybody likes the butterflies and the bees, right? But I'm like, oh, no, this year it's flies because <laughs> I love the flies. 
is there is there like a favorite type of fly that you kind of have a preference for me oh yeah the robber fly is my favorite fly so this is a predatory fly whoa um and they are just fabulous why do they why do they call them the robber fly oh i think because they're predatory so they they'll i guess rob other insects of their lives oh (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but they're neat. So you should, everybody listening should Google robber fly and you can see Definitely. like they're really cute. You can see why I love them so much. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, robber fly. Cute. I mean, to each their own. To be fair, I think Brussels Griffon dogs are cute, but my wife thinks otherwise. I don't know. Go ahead and Google robber fly and see if you can see what Carrie does. Um, what activities can attendees be expected to take part in at the festival? Oh yeah. So we have over a hundred different activities, um, at this event. Yeah. It's a really big event. We close two, um, we close two city blocks and we have a pedestrian plaza between those blocks, um, that we fill with tents and activities. And then our museum has two separate buildings. So we fill both buildings um, with exhibits. So we have everything from so from from re- from real educational content, you know, we are in Raleigh, North Carolina, um, and we have NC State University is here. And so in this in this um, actually, in NC State has an entomology mm. um, degree and a lot of la- entomology labs all the labs, yeah. <laughs> all the labs are here. Most of the labs are here. I'm um, talking about their research and their research can be from anything from bed bugs and cockroaches to um, insects that are like tree pests, like truly terrible things that are like destroying forests. Um, so they, it runs the whole, um, you know, it w- runs through all that, all those different things. So these are um, actual like students and professors talking about their research. Then we have Arthropod Olympics, where kids get to, to compete to, in dung ball, ra- dung beetle races, bee races, and ant races. Oh um, we have funky bug antenna crowns, where you know you could make cute little, uh, cute little crowns to wear around. Um, we have buggy bingo. Um, you know, we have a lot of art at Bugfest, which I love that component. So we have um, Sandy Feet is we have a, a sand sculptor who will come and he'll do this incredible sculpture of our theme arthropod every year. Um, so we, and, you know, we have lots of different artisans and artists who come. Um, and then of course we, as the museum, we'll, we'll put together some content ourselves as well. We'll always have something on our theme arthropod. Um, but then we'll also do, you know, lots of other, you know, we have a horseshoe crab table. We have, wow. um, you know, you know, all the different taxa. We try to make sure are represented so that when people come to Bugfest, they learn about, every, you know, all the different kinds of bugs. Okay. This next part is really strange. Like seriously, just, oh my God, get a load of this. So we even have bug vets. Um, We have a veterinarian on staff who will do programs um, talking about how he takes care of our, um, our, you know, our ambassador animals that are arthropods. Um, So lots of people, you know, have bugs as pets. Like if you think of a, a tarantula and they can get injured, right? And so they'll need veterinary care if that happens. So, um, 
We really have all kinds of fun things <laughs> at Bugfest. Yeah, it sounds like it. Oh my goodness, a veterinarian working on a, a tarantula. That is yeah, that is incredible. So what about food? Because that's kind of a big deal for festival goers. Absolutely. So I'll start by saying we have lots of food that um, does not contain arthropods. Um, so that's great. So we have lots of food vendors. So um, if folks are not interested in partaking of um, the offerings at Cafe Insecta, then they have lots of options. But one of the biggest um, parts of Bugfest is Cafe Insecta. And that's where we have local chefs will prepare buggy dishes for our visitors to sample. And this is all free. Um, and so they will, they, you know, usually we usually have, a, you know, about five different chefs will be preparing food and folks will, you know, just kind of go through and get a sample of each one. And then they um, will, you know, can taste the food and then they get to vote for their favorite. So we always have a, a champion of Cafe Insecta. Um, so over the years, we've had a lot of really interesting things offered at Cafe Insecta. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so, you know, very, you know, I've tried a lot of bugs. Um, and so some are really good. Um, most are, you know, some sometimes they'll taste a little bit like dirt, uh, but it's all in the preparation. <laughs> so we do offer tips. So if, if folks are not familiar with preparing insects <laughs> for human consumption, we do, we do try to encourage them, one, to cook the bugs. Yeah. Because that can be a little... I've had that before where I've had, um, it was a chocolate mousse where somebody's like, here, try it. And they had literally just put raw super worms in the chocolate mousse. Oh no. It might be, it might be, have been one of the grossest things I've ever had. Um, oh, <laughs> so we, we typically, you know, um, encourage people to like roast <laughs> and roast the vet, roast and salt the veg, the insects before <laughs> cooking with them. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so Cafe Insecta is a really fun part of Bugfest and, and, you know, and we don't do it just to be, um, like for the shock value by any means, because entomophagy, that's the practice of eating bugs is practiced all throughout the world. Um, and it turns out that insects are a very, very, um, ecologically friendly um, source of protein. So they use just vastly less resources than some of the more traditional um, animals that humans will eat. So um, it's a really environmentally friendly solution to um, get, you know, to like a healthy diet where it's high in protein, low in fat. Exactly. Yeah. You know, people make this this horrible joke where they're like, Oh, shrimp, you mean the roaches of the sea? I'm like, yeah, what do you, so if that's the case, don't you think you should try roaches? Like, and they kind of look at me like, uh, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, and people, you know, and I'm like, if you eat shrimp or lobster right. or crab, you're already eating bugs. So it's just <laughs> a small step to crickets and mealworms. You know. Isn't it funny? We actually put signs up at, Cafe Insecta, just warning people that if they have a shellfish allergy, that they shouldn't eat, you know, oh. the insects in Cafe Insecta just because, you know, they are all arthropods and they, you know, and, and we certainly don't want people to have a oh, reaction, yeah. right? So eating bugs. Hopefully, I haven't lost you there. 
and I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to tell you about something that blew my mind when I first heard it in ecology. You see, the organisms we eat only give us 10% of the energy it received from the organism it ate, because the organism used 90% of the energy for growth, digestion, and other things like movement. So here's the easier way to think about this. In order for a blue whale to get its necessary daily energy intake, it would have to eat two orcas a day. Now, obviously, that is not a sustainable way to live, because a blue whale would have to actively hunt and fight both those killer whales every single day. So, how has the largest creature in the world adapted? Well, they now eat lower on the trophic level, where krill are found. An organism that reproduces very quickly and does not spend any energy on hunting. So with that logic, it is way more sustainable to eat bugs because they are lower on the trophic level. And I'm so sorry for geeking out about it. Let's get back to Carrie. Yeah. Okay, so I, I know you touched on this a little bit. Uh, what about goodies or like merchandise or souvenirs? Like, are there vendors that sell like unique creations? Yes. Oh, absolutely. As I said, we have a lot of art represented at Bugfest and we have a lot of artisans. So we have folks who do... Um, just all different kinds of bug art and um, arts and crafts, essentially. So, um, you know, our vendors change year to year, but we've had folks who do bug um, like hair accessories. Oh, we had a really cool one who um, he did like industrial like art with featuring bugs. Um, you know, we used to have a, um, a puppeteer come and you know do art bugs we had somebody who did wire working with bugs um so yeah so there's all kinds of really cool things out there that folks can get and of course like we sell t-shirts <laughs> at the event um and you know that feature our our theme arthropod so we'll have spider shirts this year um and i think it's going to feature a jumping spider the oh, cutest cool. of all spiders so that yeah. is something that folks will be really looking forward to um i know i have a bug fest shirt going back to 2000 to 2006 which was oh, my, my first bug fest so our wow. shirts are a big are, are a big um thing you know that, that folks yeah like people look that. forward to that yeah, <laughs> yeah. so what do people usually look forward to the most when it comes to attending this event that's a great question. And I would imagine it's probably based on each individual probably has the thing they love the most. And we try to be, we try to um, bring back like the the favorite activities, but then with also keeping it fresh and new and, and adding new things each year. I think people love Cafe Insecta. I think a lot of people come exclusively for that. Um, we have a lot of the wonderful thing about events and festivals in general and Bugfest in particular is that we really have different things for all ages and interests. So if you're like a hardcore entomologist and you want to go talk to some other entomologists, well, they're all there. You can do that. Um, if you are a family that has, you know, toddlers, well, we have fun, you know, we have arthropod Olympics and, and other <laughs> crafts and activities for those age groups. And I think that um, in a lot of our volunteers, so we have about 1500 volunteers that oh, wow. um that help put bug fest on and a lot of our volunteers are teenagers right that are getting their community service credit at mm. school um and so you know we have this really great segment of volunteers so you know they'll work their shift and then of course walk around the festival and so that um you know so we really are hitting such a great um 
like all these different demographics, which I think is really fantastic. Um, and I think that that's probably across the board for festivals, that there really is something for everyone at them. So um, I don't know what people love the most. I love the flies. <laughs> we have a table, one of the professors at NC State, he does a table called Superflies, and it is the most unassuming table. He just has like a couple cases of pinned bugs, insects, they're flies. But if you look in these cases, so these, so flies will mimic other insects. So you have bee mimics and beetle mimics and ant mimics. They're just, they're, but they're all really flies. They're so cool. <laughs> so. <laughs> so what kind of bugs can people expect to see at Bugfest? Now, I know you said the theme is the spiders this spiders, year yeah. yeah oh yeah so we have a lot of live live bugs um represented of um so a lot all the beekeepers come we probably have one two like at least three or four different bee groups um at the event and then um we have live orthopterins we have live crustaceans we have live um um lots of you know just lots of other things that you know the people bring we have a caterpillarology table where this is actually done by some folks at the museum and so we have you know for the weeks leading up to bug fest we, we all bring in our caterpillars that we find out in nature oh. and they have them all on display <laughs> um, awesome. at bug fest it is really awesome so yeah so there's just all kinds of live things that that folk, folks can meet <laughs> yeah. so what do you think is the biggest lesson you're hoping to teach visitors at Bugfest? I love that question. It's um, conservation. So yeah. a lot of people don't think about bugs unless they want to kill them. <laughs> um, and so we really want folks to learn to appreciate the absolutely vital role arthropods play um, in our lives and, you know, on a global scale. And Overall, insects are are really declining. Um, all like that, just the it's essentially like the biomass of insects is decreasing a lot, and that is should be that should scare all of us, and we should all want to do something to reverse that trend and to protect them. So, if that means you come to Bugfest, you learn, you know, about you know maybe pesticides shouldn't aren't your first choice, right? Um, nice. Maybe, you know, we should, there should be some, maybe you take that spider outside instead of squishing it, right? So um, there's all these different um, actions people can take to help conserve arthropods. And so, um, and, and, and then in addition, you know, I talked about cafe insecta as well. And also like farm raised insects can also, you know, affect our carbon footprint as well. So <laughs> instead of you, yeah. so you're not necessarily conserving the crickets, um, <laughs> but this is not, you know, of course they're not in trouble, right? But this is a way that we can help protect the planet um, in another way. So that is the biggest thing I want people to leave Bugfest with is this message of conservation and that they can do something to help the, the, the world um, one bug at a time. That's so cool. I like that. Yeah, I, I'm definitely part of the gang that takes the spiders and releases them outside. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. okay. So I have to sit. To, I will. I do not take my spiders outside. I'm like, oh, you're walking across the floor. Let me go put you in this plant over here because it's too oh. cold outside. I don't want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got you. Are flies bugs real quick? Yes, they're insects. Okay, cause, cause, okay insects. Okay, I know 
there's different because there's there's different terminology, right? There's like true bugs or beetles. Oh yeah, or, so and, yeah, yeah. So so um um him him not him nepter. Mm, the true mm. yeah that's a great great question the true bugs are like your stink bugs your plant hoppers your um those are like true bugs and so like our yes some entomologists do cringe when we call it bug fest because of what they're like was it just just about stink bugs no because bug is a more gen we do use the term bug to be more generically mean arthropod I see. Um, but Arthropod Fest just doesn't roll off the tongue in the same way. I Arthropod Fest. <laughs> uh, so I understand flies are your favorite bug, yeah. but are there still some bugs that kind of give you the heebie-jeebies? Well, that's a great question. So I've definitely, um, definitely gotten better about um, some bugs. So I, I, growing up, my mom was just really hated bugs. And so we had a very uh, lethal approach to them. Mm -hmm. um, and I never, I ne never did that. But you know, I would be, you know, she's terrified of bees. And so like, you know, growing up, if a bee flew by, you know, scream, run away. Right. And then um, <laughs> growing up, I ended up spending some time at some horse stables. And you know what, bugs, are just a way of life. And you really get over that very quickly. Um, but cockroaches, I've always not really loved them. But then, um, but it's but it's so funny because, you know, we, and we have uh, Madagascar hissing cockroaches, cockroaches as ambassador animals at the museum. And I do love them. They are good citizens. They are just amazing ambassadors. Um, but like, you know, the kind of the roaches we associate with dirt you know, kind sure. of icky. but I have to tell you a funny story. So I've been very careful because my mom kind of taught us to be scared of bugs. I wanted to do the opposite with my daughter. And when she was little, um, I remember we were on this boardwalk and there were just these cockroaches everywhere. And, um, and she's like, mommy, mommy, can I catch them? And of course, oh. like my inside me i'm like oh no right. but like logically there's no reason not to so i'm like go ahead so she you know goes around she loves cockroaches <laughs> and i just think it's delightful <laughs> so because she loves them of course i'm just like you're not so bad and i was never gonna squish them anyway but also i'm like please don't walk on me <laughs> i gotcha <laughs> yeah i think for me the biggest one were like the the bigger beetles, like the uh, the Hercules beetle, oh, yeah. and, like, the rhinoceros beetle, when when they're on my hand, they're little spiky little thing, yeah. like crawlers. That that first gave me the heebie-jeebies, but I've gotten a lot better with those guys and well, dragons. They're, po they're pokey, right? Like yeah. we're not, yeah. Like we, you have to kind of like understand that they're going to be pokey because it can be shocking. I think. Sure, sure. <laughs> What do you think is the biggest misconception when it comes to bugs? Oh, I, I think that a lot of people just think the only good bug is a dead bug. And I think mm -hmm. that, um, and, and then you can convince them, oh, you know, bees are pollinators. Oh, butterfly. You know, most people don't hate butterflies, <laughs> luckily. <laughs> um, but just to say, oh, it goes so much deeper than that, right? Like you need mm -hmm. to appreciate the flies and the beetles and the ants and all these just absolutely incredible, fascinating animals. So that I think is the, um, is the, is the, is just where we need people to go. Right. Is that like, Oh, all bugs are great. 
You know, yeah. there are some bad bugs. There are some invasive species that are wreaking havoc. Um, but other than those, we should appreciate them. And yes, you know, if you have termites in your foundation, I am not saying, oh, you know, let your hose fall down, right? <laughs> Clearly you need to solve that problem. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but there's no reason to like mass spray your, your yard to kill everything, right? Yeah. Like that's not the best way um, to conserve the biodiversity in your yard. And as we, you know, as the things get more developed and um, these animals are losing their habitat, like our yards become what's left for them, right? So we should make them as welcoming as possible. Um, and so there's lots of different ways to to welcome bugs <laughs> into your yard. And, you know, a lot of us are familiar with pollinator gardens um, mm -hmm. because, you know, lots of people, you know, feel very positively towards honeybees, but at least in this area, honeybees are not a native species. We do have native pollinators that I think that that, that we really need to focus on conserving too. I got you. Uh, so we had a few questions submitted to us on the Instagram page. Uh, so Jeremy from Japan submitted a question. He's wondering, what are the benefits of mosquitoes? Yeah, that's a great question. And fun fact, mosquitoes are flies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so mosquitoes, so the benefits of mosquitoes, so they are food source for just so many other animals. Um, right. So lots of different predatory, you know, things prey on mosquitoes. So that's they're an incredibly important food source. Um, mm -hmm. So I'd say that's like the great. Well, when you say the I guess what benefit you're meaning. I don't know if you mean to people or just to the world, but um, everything has evolved to um, have its certain niche. Right. Mm -hmm. And and there's this balance in nature. Right. So your balance of mosquitoes versus bats and you know, purple martins and, you know, different animals, um, you know, there's, they keep the mosquito population in check, um, which is why it's so important to, to, you know, have bats and, and things like that. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, and then, and then I do want to say on the other hand, mosquitoes are as a vector species are, are terrible, right? They're the number one, um, and like animal, they can call it, I have a, I have a chart up in my office where it's like all the different, an, like an, the most lethal animals in the world and mosquitoes are number one. Humans wow. are number two, that's human on human killing. But mosquitoes are as a vector species of, there's just so many different diseases that they pass. So they, so that is not great, right? Right. Um, so there's such an interesting, such an interesting um, animal because mosquitoes, travel the world with us, right? So I know I can go out into my yard and I have some native mosquitoes that will come and bite me, but then I will have like Asian tiger mosquitoes that will bite me too. And those are not a native species, right? They don't belong here. So mosquito control is actually a really big um, area of research. And it, it's really important to consider um, that sometimes bugs can be really bad. Yeah. So Gil from the UK asks, of all things, why do dung beetles roll dung? 
Oh my gosh, I love your question, Gil, because I love dung beetles. That might be my second favorite. <laughs> when we um, when we did uh, beetles as our theme arthropod, the dung beetle was what we featured on the shirt and the poster because it was our favorite. So dung beetles roll dung. So in nature, as I, I said, there's this balance, right? So you have to uh, exploit different resources and dung is this amazing resource that dung beetles have learned or evolved to exploit. So what they do is they, they get the ball of dung and they roll it and they um, will take it, take it to their nest or whatever and lay their eggs in it. And then the babies, the larvae will eat the dung. And so that is just, you know, this fabulous way of one, us not having all this dung on the, you know, that gets dispersed by the beetles. But yeah. I'm going to tell you something because I love dung beetles. I'm going to tell you something really cool about them. There are two different kinds of dung beetles. One is the kind that rolls the ball. And if you, you if you've ever seen it, it is just super fun to see that. But there's another kind that they tunnel down into the ground below the dung and they'll um, eat the dung or, you know, they'll use the dung for their larvae from beneath. And those dung beetles have evolved these incredible um, um, weapons, like horns and antlers, just like the, we were talking about Hercules beetles. So they do that, and it's because they're um, they they are having these one-on-one -on -one battles with other dung beetles, like in these tunnels. It's oh, it's wow. a really cool story of um, weapon evolution. <laughs> wow! Of all things, <laughs> dung beetles are great. Yeah. So Sammy from Texas wants to know, if I were stuck in the Amazon, which bug is safe to eat? Uh, what a great question. Well, I did a little bit of research on this one. So in the Amazon, there's about 135 species of edible insects. Ooh. So that is, um, that's pretty good. So if you yeah. are, if you are good at your insect identification, you won't go hungry. Um, but among the species of insects that you can eat, um, uh, Coleoptera is about 35% of those. Those are beetles. So 35% of the edible insects are beetles. 15% is Diptera. Okay, that's the flies. So I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I don't know if I'm going to be down there eating any flies, but okay. 12% are um, Hymenoptera. So that is your um, bees, wasps, hornets, and also ants. So I'm thinking it's probably more in the ant area than oh. the bee area because a lot, because especially in um, South and Central America, ants are an important um, food source for people there like if you if, i don't know if you've heard of the honeypot ant so their abdomen you know some their abdomen will grow the um it's like a honey really like a honeypot like a sweet substance that they use um in times of hardship like the, the colony will like i guess extract the honey from the honeypot their members <laughs> with the honeypot um so that's pretty interesting. And then another 12% is Lepidoptera. So that's your butterflies and your moths. But I'm assuming that your butterflies, they don't, they don't have much on them. So I'm thinking it's probably caterpillars that you'll uh -huh. be, that you'll be finding. Um, because again, caterpillars are, uh, are, are around the world are another really good source of food for people. I know in Africa, they have the Mopani worm. Um, that's a, you know, when those are in season that, you know, that's a huge deal to collect oh. and eat those.
I do have a buddy from Kenya, and I'll never forget the time he told me about how he would witness people waving around an oiled pan outside during a flying ant storm and then cooking up those frying ants in oil. What an amazing sight that was. And to be honest, I want to say that was the first instance where I started to look at bugs as a potential food source for myself. That's so cool. So why do you think this festival means so much to the North Carolina Museum of Natural Science? Um, well, it is our biggest event of the year. So we get about um, 20 to 30,000 people wow. at the event. And, and so that's, you know, that's anything that big is pretty important. <laughs> yeah. um, it's just a wonderful way to engage our community. Um, one of the things that I think is so cool, I do, you know, I do other events at the museum, not just Bug Fest, but Events in general, I think that the people who are attending the event is a more, um, it is, I think is a really good cross section of the community. So when, you, you know, a lot of our other programs tend to, the people who are attending those tend to, um, you know, be more highly educated, whiter, you know, like wealthier. And so, but these festivals, everybody is well, feels welcome right um because it's fun you know it's there's lots of things to do it's not just like science 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 right and so i think that that is is just a really important way to um just to reach other people in the community who aren't necessarily thinking of us as you know a resource um every day um and so I think that, and it gets us a lot of like media attention, right? It mm -hmm. kind of puts us on the map and, you know, folks hear about us because of Bugfest. So mm -hmm. I think overall it is, um, it is a really important program for the museum and everybody loves it. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> that too, right? You got to have fun. Yeah. That's what makes our Definitely. jobs great is when you enjoy doing them. Right. So thank you so much for your time, Carrie. Before you go, where can people learn more about Bugfest or the North Carolina Museum of Natural Science? Oh, absolutely. And I hope you can come this year. It's September 16th at the North Carolina Museum of Natural Sciences. And the website is bugfest.org. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jacob. Now, that was a fun interview. You can tell Carrie Woke has a passion for talking about bugs and Bugfest. I think this festival has really given me appreciation for bugs. Although, I still gotta say, I got some hesitations with spiders. Especially the big hairy ones. Ooh. Oh my god. And then, have you heard that statistic that you're always at least 15 feet away from a spider? Come on, man. That's nuts. But believable. And my buddy Brandon taught me a trick to find spiders outside at night. And yeah, when I gave it a shot, you can see like glistening spider eyes all over on the ground and more or less 15 feet away. But you know, I can still appreciate how intelligent they are and how much of an important role they have in an ecosystem. And we owe it to ourselves to learn more about that with all insects. So to know that Carrie and the NCMNS has a whole festival to bring that understanding to the community, it's really something. After chatting a bit longer about bugs, other festivals, and other details, she mentioned to me an artist that comes to Bugfest with his own unique bug song that he performs. I was able to get in touch with him and he happily sent over an acoustic version of his song. So here's Huey Cuff and his song, Bugs.
gotcha. Stink bugs coming in through the window. Pink bugs steaming up your whole house. A tiny bug seeping in through the floorboard. Big bugs riding in on a mouse. Bed bugs down there forming a halo. Round your head in the middle of the night. Well, don't you fret, don't you fight. Ooh, it's bugs, bugs. In your rugs, in your hair, everywhere you got buzz, buzz. In your rugs, in your hair, everywhere, oh yeah. You got your sweet ants leaking out of the corner. Dust mites on your pillow so white. Earwigs hanging onto your earlobe. Fireflies lighting up all the nights A hungry chicken biting into your ankle Look out, here come the chicks and the mites Well, don't you fret, don't you fight Oh, bugs, bugs, in your rug, in your hair Everywhere you got bugs, bugs, in your rug, in your hair Everywhere, oh yeah Black widow hanging out in your closet Brown recluse hiding inside your shoe Daddy longly climbing up the front door now The wolf spider ate an inchworm or two A deer tick sucking under your armpit Praying mantis and a scorpion too Well, what are you gonna do About those bugs, bugs in your rugs Your mama, a June bug bouncing off of your nose, juicy roaches dancing all through your garbage, palmetto bug making house in your clothes, tobacco worm throwing through a tornado, soil grubs bubbling round in your tub. Well, what are you gonna do, bub? Out those bugs, bugs in your rugs, in your house, every. Horsefly raising welts on your forehead Fire ants chowing down on your toes A titsy fly drilling into your finger A greasy slug making house in your clothes And Katie Dids chirping down in the meadow Silverfish swishing round in your dish Well, what are you gonna do, Trish? Hey, bugs, bugs, in your rugs in your hair, everywhere you got bugs, bugs, bugs. In your rugs, in your hair, everywhere you got bugs, bugs. In your rugs, bubba. In your hair, everywhere you got bugs, bugs. In your rugs, here we go. Yeah.
gonna bury you in a casket, see? And the bugs are gonna get in there. And they're gonna chew right into your ears there. And they're gonna eat your brain. And then it's gonna be forever and ever and ever. You're on the ground there with no brain. But you'll be under the earth there. And the bugs are your only friend, Rico. Your only friend. Check out the show notes to find more of Huey Cuff's music. There you have it, folks. A festival that brings you the greatness of bugs at a huge museum that has a lot you'll be able to check out during your visit. And you know, at some point in our life, we had some kind of fascination with some kind of bug. Maybe when you were a kid, there was a moment when you sat and appreciated a butterfly. Or maybe when you saw a bee on a flower. Or maybe you had an ant farm when you were a kid. Or come on, like collecting fireflies? Like, chances are, there was a moment in your life where you kind of sat there, and you took a second to really look at a bug being a bug. And understanding what that entails can really help us understand more and more about the life under the ground we walk on, and above the trees we stand under. A huge thanks goes out to Carrie Woke for speaking to me about the Bug Fest in Raleigh, North Carolina. All right, welcome back. Still at Indiana Comic Con. <laughs> right now, I'm going back and forth about getting a Snorlax keychain. I got a lot of Snorlax stuff. He's just my favorite Pokemon, all right? <laughs> well, I hope you enjoyed that episode. It was honestly one of the first festivals I looked into when I started this podcast journey. After I told Carrie I was in Muncie, Indiana, she was instantly like, Oh, you got the bug ball over there. <laughs> and I started laughing. And she started laughing because I think she realized how much she geeks over bugs in that moment. She said them bug people have to stick together. (laughs) Well, I looked into Bug Bowl and it's part of a spring fest that happens in Purdue University. To my surprise, a couple of friends of mine that I work with were very much aware of Bug Bowl and mentioned that they do little bug races. (laughs) That's hilarious. I wanted to go, but unfortunately it was on my work day and I'm too much of a workaholic to take that time off. Oh, and another fun thing was that I had a realization that Bugfest occurs 30 minutes away where the Festival of Legends occurs. So I was able to get Carrie in touch with Jeff from other episode, and they are totally going to try to collaborate in future projects. I deserve some Indian food for that. Hmm? (laughs) Well, if you're not already doing so, follow me on Instagram at Viva La Festiva Podcast, where you can see pics from Bugfest and others. And come on, I say this all the time. Go check out some f***ing festivals, dude. You won't regret it. Adios. Insects are the most numerous animals on the planet. They live in almost every ecosystem and impact almost every facet of our daily lives. Join us at Arthropod, your entomology-themed podcast. I'm Jonathan Larson. I'm Jody Green. And I'm Michael Scavarla. We are three professional entomologists breaking down the walls of the ivory tower to bring insects to the masses. On our podcast, you will learn about the basics of insects, how they have changed human history, how they have appeared in pop culture, and hear from bug experts around the world. You can find us on your favorite podcatcher app by searching arthro-pod or find us online, arthro-pod.blogspot.com.